0: Welcome to Everybody Has Shit, I'm Kim Reed. This podcast is an open invitation to put your wellness on another level. You no longer have to keep your autoimmune disease or whatever it is that's holding you back a secret. Secrets hurt us. Everybody has shit, so let's all get better together. Let's all try to overcome the challenges we are facing and live our best life. Dr. Heidi Keating is the owner of Gem and Tonic Clinic in San Diego, and she's our next guest. We talk about everything, mold, stress, hyperbaric therapies, hair health, and treatment, and also trying to get John Browner on the acupuncture table, fear of needles. Well, anyway, she is a wealth of information, and I know you're going to love what she has to say, and you might learn something, which is the whole point. Let's get to it. Um, so it's really awesome when I come across people that I'm intrigued by on Instagram. I have to give Instagram a lot of credit because I have found so many different resources there, which have then led to podcasts, but then I'll follow people, and you caught my eye. have no idea how I came upon you, um, but, you know, once you click on a wellness somebody then mm. then that's what you get and that's obviously the world that I'm in so Dr. Heidi Keating um, is here and you it's a, is it a, you call it a clinic
1: yes okay so well you can call it a wellness center holistic wellness center but it is it is a clinic a medical clinic yes. okay
0: and it's called Gem and Tonic yes. and you address and you approach medicine and everything it seems to me like you take some from the east and some from the west and you bring them together which to me is like brilliance wow is that what you do yeah pretty much so give me a little bit of a background how gem and tonic was born and how this uh piqued your interest this form of um practice
1: okay um I'll give you the short version but um with a little bit of background from childhood so My grandparents um, lived in California, and my grandmother had congestive heart failure. So um, she was 60, around the age of 60 when I was born. So she had started already looking into natural therapies and really got into um, changing her diet, doing the macrobiotic diet, vegetarian, and reversing her heart disease. Um, She also got into acupuncture right after she had her mitral valve replacement for her heart. And she would always tell this story about how um, after her surgery replacing her mitral valve, that the scar was really dark and purple, and she went to go get acupuncture, and the scar turned from purple to light pink and then white, and the pain went away. And she would tell the story over and over again while I was growing up. Um, meanwhile, um, I was living in Hawaii from, for most of my childhood right. until the age of 10. Yeah, And so my mother would buy... Um, food from the farmer's market or go to the farm and pick up the food on the way home from doing a scuba dive. My parents were scuba instructors, and um, my mom's best friend was an acupuncturist. So I started to get tummy aches um, as a kid, and I would take Chinese herbs, and that was the only thing that helped. So I relied on Chinese herbs as a kid. Um, I'd heard all kinds of wonderful things about acupuncture, so I was open to Eastern medicine as a possibility, And because we lived so far from the hospitals and, um, the care was so, I don't know, poor in Hawaii, um, it was the last place you'd want to go for medical care. Yeah. So I wasn't, um, ingrained in the, take a pill for this, uh, go get surgery and have this taken out. Um, it was like, stay out of the hospitals, try to figure this out with herbal medicine and energy work and massage. So that was deeply ingrained, um. But I did have some things happen in high school. I got mono and strep throat. And um, I had to take antibiotics. Did you get it from making out? Yes. Kissing? (laughs) I did.
2: (laughs) I mean, it's called a make out. I know. It's
0: the kissing disease. I I had it too in
2: college. I never had it. Oh, you don't pucker up enough. I'm a handshaker. I'm a handshaker. (laughs)
1: So I got mono and strep throat, and I was out for a month. And I had jaundice, couldn't get off the couch, didn't have access to fresh foods in Illinois, where I was at the time for my freshman year of high school. And I had to take antibiotics. And I noticed um, some of my issues with digestion, um, menstrual stuff, it all started acting up around that time afterwards. So. Um, you know speed forward i got introduced to naturopathic medicine in my early 20s and had it in my mind that i wanted to become a naturopathic doctor but i didn't really know what that meant i just knew that was going to be some more what towards the destination
0: okay what does that mean
1: i knew i wanted to be a doctor and of natural medicine but
0: naturopathic is oh
1: so it's more of a kind of like Western medicine and functional medicine, which is even different. Right. But supplements and herbs are given, just not Chinese herbs typically. Acupuncture is not in the usual scope, but you can study acupuncture in some states with a naturopathic degree, like Washington, for example. So they use mostly supplements, high-dose vitamins, herbs, and they can... um, they use those tools. And then they also read labs and uh, do other therapies and implement other therapies such as IVs. Uh, oxygen is a big one that's now in the field. I
0: was looking at uh, uh, the list of everything that gem and tonic offers. And I'm like, I don't even know what half this stuff is. But when I read the description, 100% intrigued. I mean this the the herbs and what do you get the most success with or does it mat does it depend on what the person has? I mean, are you seeing a a trend of autoimmune or are you seeing certain trends in illnesses?
1: Absolutely. And I think most people are going to end up with autoimmune disease just oh, with the way that we're living with That's horrifying. The amount of toxins we're exposed to from the products we put on our skin, the air we breathe, the water we drink, the medicines we take. Um, I I mean, the list goes on. It's everything we're exposed to, even just the emotional, uh, the nervous system, how much stress we put on our bodies, more than we did thousands of years ago. So things are changing, and autoimmune disease is one of the things that definitely been prevalent in the clinic.
0: How do you address it? What, what is, I know there's so many different autoimmunes from diabetes, from type one diabetes to MS to scleroderma, but then you have some weird ass shit that I have. Where, where does this stuff come from? I think mine personally was triggered by stress, but I don't know.
1: So there are so many roots to the causes of disease. Chinese medicine relates things back to the elements and we call them the evils too. So emotions, that's a really big one. So holding our emotions in and not expressing them, that can definitely be a root cause of disease. I made a post, I think was it yesterday or this morning, about uh, one of the root causes of diseases, having a toxic family member
0: Okay, I think I took a screenshot of that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You got all these things posted, yeah. Having a toxic family member, like a narcissistic parent or a sibling that picks on you your entire life and you internalize those emotions, that can be very serious to the spirit. You can feel it, right? I'm always getting shivers thinking Mm -hmm. about it. And sometimes you just can't get down to the root cause of disease. It's Like this person eats well, they take care of themselves, they've always done sports, there's no injuries, like, What is going on? But they have this thing in their spirit that they can't really fully love themselves because they're so confused on what that looks like because their main love relationship has been with someone who's got a very toxic personality, tons of trauma with that family member, uh, and then it gets taken out on them. And so that's a really big hurdle to healing, sometimes cutting the cords to that trauma and that relationship. How do you...
0: Like, what do you do about that?
1: So, actually,
0: (laughs) How do you fix fix past trauma so that it doesn't turn into illness? We
1: talk through it. I do a lot of acupuncture to relax the nervous system. We have a secret channel that I love to access in Chinese medicine. It's called the Chong Mai, and it goes through the whole center of the body. It innervates the digestive system, reproductive system, cardiac system, nervous system. And so we access this and we open it, and then... We wait for things to come up. It takes about 45 minutes for this full treatment. But I also do light therapy, the bio mat, sound healing with it, and I oh, hope we get some big releases. It is incredible. Uh, pair well, it with craniosacral, massage, and you've got an We've
2: experience. We've had so many medical breakthroughs in this country, and yet we're still very unhealthy as a country. Mm-hmm. With all that you know and all things that you experience, all the things that you're seeing on a daily basis, do you find it frustrating to not be able to reach more people who you could help or more people are just so ignorant to their own natural health? Like you said, like just cutting off a toxic person. What's that What's that like trying to navigate through that in an industry that you're in?
1: What's it like navigating it in the industry? So um, do you mind uh, repeating the question? So just,
2: uh, with the the inability to cut through with the science, to cut through with the information – of people who don't want to accept being healthy who don't want to accept how do you deal with that as a professional
1: so some people will never get to the top of the mountain and that's just something i've recently come to accept for some people it's like and that's a really nice bridge to healing as well with some of those discussions we've talked about that that parent or that sibling or whoever it is that is taking things out on you they'll never get to the top of the mountain, but you can, you can get there. You can be the Phoenix rising. So, you know, accepting that they'll never change, but you can, and you can transform and you can begin to pass these teachings on and help other people through that pain, through that suffering, bring that light to the world. And that is how you can transform that. It's super powerful. You don't have to internalize it and keep thinking that person, how come they won't learn? It's like, well, you've got to forget about that.
2: Right. Cause that's what I, that's what I say all the time. Uh, she always says "Ask me why don't I don't I don't stress about stuff? Cuz I don't care. Like <laughs> that's
1: I don't a care. Good way to be actually. Like
2: I'm not I'm not I would never let another person's complexities like completely pull me down cuz I I've got to make sure that I'm functioning, I'm upright, that I'm moving in the right direction. But
0: don't you have to have a certain awareness to be able to do that? And so you are gifted then in that aspect of life because that which means you're reactionary but you're not
2: reactionary
0: and that's where the detriment is
2: I mean I would I would guess so because I mean she she just explained that just simply having a toxic person around you and that could be at work which is harder to avoid than it is in your personal life believe it or not like Mm -hmm. having a having a toxic significant other you can divorce them you can separate from you can break up with them If your boss is toxic and you need that job, you're going to have to find a way to suck that up. And that's hard for people.
1: I actually had a patient last year who had breast cancer and one of her patho mechanisms was being picked on so badly by her boss and her boss was making her overwork so much. She said she felt empty completely inside every single day. And she was so stressed out having to internalize it. She ended up developing breast cancer and breast cancer in the emotional aspect of it is bitterness, but also resentment. And it builds the liver channel and the stomach channel run through the breast. And so, um, yes, uh, like we were talking about um, with the internalizing. So, um, But that might not be your root. So you might have another root. It's just that is a common one that does come up when a lot of things don't make sense. It's like what could it be? Environmental, right? So mm-hmm. it's not just the chemicals that are in your house, although that does play a huge part. Toxic mold is in pretty much every single home. If you have plumbing, if you've ever had a leak, if you have anything made out of wood, the wood was probably rained on as it was sitting in the yard before your house was built, and there's mold pretty much everywhere. I, like had, I had
0: machine. my house checked for mold. I had a guy come out and do his little metering. <laughs> I'm good. So those you Still
1: got something accurate. now. I, I actually... <laughs> I'd actually like to see a comparison if we did a urine test for you oh. and see what your kidneys are excreting for mold. Really? In comparison to the house, what is coming up in the house. Because the air test can actually be false. Uh, they take an air sample. There needs to be no door that opens within two hours for the air test to be accurate, they say. But you can't even – it doesn't even pull up that high of a level sometimes. And Yeah. Okay. So someone's lab tests will – will be off the charts and their house will look like there's nothing in there uh it happens all the time
0: no way mm-hmm. oh I, th- I gave everybody the all clear see <laughs> oh, i did yeah. nope. i brought in i mean i'd heard about it on a podcast and i called my husband i was out of town i'm like get this guy scheduled yeah. i want to know because we've got some shit going on in our house and i don't know if it's attributed to mold or what or whatever talk Is see things.
2: the person who came to do the check she just said, if someone opens a door within two hours of you doing the test, the guy came in the house, door open.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> exactly. So he's
2: not going to sit there for two hours and yeah. play chess.
0: No. He's he going to get to work. He was in and out, in and out. See? So, yeah. Okay, right. well.
1: Yeah, it changes the test. It
0: does change the test. And I, how do you know this stuff?
1: Right. And after it rains, like the mold gets higher in the house, too. There's a bunch of other things. So How are
2: you not terrified every day? You know so much. I just
1: have a lot of tools, and I also have a hyperbaric oxygen chamber. That is my lifeline. So
2: so tell me,
0: what, what does that do?
1: Oh, so hyperbaric oxygen therapy, I do mild hyperbarics, by the way. It's a lower pressure, less side effects, slower, but very powerful. And it puts your body under pressure, so kind of like you're going up in an airplane. And then the oxygen molecules get smaller, and they flood into the red blood cells, the white blood cells, the plasma, and then through the blood-brain barrier. So oxygen can go to places where it normally can't go. So we heal and reverse a lot of different diseases. One that I'm working on right now is ALS. That one is uh, pretty miraculous. I released an Instagram video on that after three sessions, what one of our patients looked like. Really? Oh, yeah. You've got to go and watch that one. That one's really amazing. So
0: what did you do for this person? Because this is an incurable...
1: I know, it's incurable. I actually want to get some funding and research and help more people with this, and especially with autoimmune diseases, because I think that this is one of the keys to helping with autoimmune disease is getting more oxygen. So oxygen is helping your body to make more ATP. So ATP is like the cash and your body is the business. So if you want more cash, you need to be able to make it, but there's so many things going on where sometimes we can't make the cash. say your microbiome is off and you're not making energy for your body. Or there's just so much toxic overwhelm, the liver's overwhelmed, uh, it can't get the toxins out quick enough, but you add oxygen, suddenly you have ATP and all the cellular processes can speed up and start doing their job again. It's like a reset, but you're adding energy to the body. Uh, so
0: so you is, when, when you get somebody new, then you've got to run them through a whole battery of blood work, stuff that...
1: Not always, actually. And one of my uh, doctors, actually, one of the first things he told me was, you know, because when I had the mold illness uh, originally, he sat down with me and said, hey, you can either pay for all this lab work, you know, thousands of dollars, mm-hmm. or we can just spend that on the treatment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Is it really going to change the treatment? Right. Like, if you know what the cause is, we could look at the level. So I tell that to people, too. Hey, if you don't have the money to spend on this, or if you only have a limited amount of funds just and you know the path, patho just spend it on the treatment.
0: It's not it's not cheap to be healthy or to get healthy because you either go the traditional route which is pills and you know to try to mask whatever the symptoms are that you have or if you go a different route through acupuncture none of this stuff is covered by insurance which is a is a crime.
1: Don't even get me started on insurance. It is a
0: crime that acupuncture and some of these other modalities, I mean, it prevents you from getting diseases that cost hundreds of thousands of dollars. So it would behoove Mm -hmm. insurance companies to cover these things. But
1: insurance is more of like sick care. So they want to pay for things for being sick. They don't want to do preventative health measures. And I also think the insurance mindset prevents people from getting healthy because it's more of an entitlement mindset. Like, I deserve this because it's part of my benefits. Or if it's not covered, then I am just not going to get treatment. And then people get sicker and sicker and sicker because they're only going to go to what their insurance covers. And it is a huge block. I, that's why I don't offer insurance anymore. I did it for six months, and I had the most inconsistencies. My patients didn't want to come in for the regular stuff. But when it's cash, it's like people are actually putting that Money forward, and suddenly it's like they're in, they're all in for themselves. Yeah. And that kind of energy, it's kind of like getting a coach, like a health coach or Mm -hmm. a life coach or something. Yeah, exactly. It's like, all right, I'm finally saying I'm worth the investment to heal, to get better, to be the best that I can be. And that behind it is a whole different energy than all my insurance won't cover it. So I I guess, you know, we'll just do whatever and just
0: skip it. So when, when I explained to you what it is that I have an autoimmune, you told me to stick my tongue out. (laughs) Wait, why? So what is it? And you saw something. What did you see?
1: Yes. (laughs) Yeah. You want to stick it out again? Okay. Okay. Sure. Okay. Yeah. So your tongue is red. It's a little puffy and a little bit pale. So I see yin deficiency. Yin deficiency is a deficiency heat syndrome. So
0: I'm right now having a serious hot flash. I don't know if that shows up in the tongue or not.
1: That is yin deficiency. But holy,
0: <laughs> I'm just drip browners over there going, God.
1: So do you have night sweats as well? I just started a little bit, yeah. <laughs> it's not fun. What about sweating on the palms, the chest, and the feet? Stick your finger on yep. that. Oh, yeah. Oh, God.
0: <laughs> soaking wet. She
2: was over there trying to turn on here. I'm like, it's not going to matter. I, it would. It you're would gonna help. S- you're going to sweat, So period. do you like
1: spicy foods? No. Do you have a history of... Uh, Eating anything spicy or drinking alcohol or cannabis or anything like that in your system? Mm,
0: not really. Okay, I mean
1: those are just
0: like, like I had a drink t- a couple nights ago. Is that what you mean? Did
1: you get hot uh, night? Uh, sorry, night sweats after? No. After that, or wake up in the middle of the night when you had that alcohol?
0: I, I could have. Okay. I was up that night.
1: So <laughs> stop it with <laughs> with the indeficiency, <laughs> When more heat is getting added to the body, you're going to see those systems or that flare up. Um, of the heat. Oh. So.
0: Well, but when I have a flare-up, the thing that makes me feel good is to get in extreme heat, like a sauna. Mm. I feel really good in a sauna. It it scrambles my pain.
1: Interesting. So. Okay.
0: Throw that into your little cat. So,
1: yeah, that could be also a young deficiency, too. Or that there's some sort of, that could also be, like, you needing to detox and your body is actually having a relief from getting some of that stuff out. But, um you know, like the the black and white symbol, the little squiggly. Yeah. Yin and yang. Yeah. Um, I thought it was yin and, yin and yang. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> the first day of acupuncture school, they say, all right, it's yin and yang, and don't ever say it another way again.
2: <laughs> there you go. I just learned some.
1: Stand corrected. Then <laughs> you just so start you watching sound, movies. You want to sound educated, so yeah. yin and yang. <laughs> okay, yin and
2: yang.
0: <laughs> and
1: people will be like, whoa, she really <laughs> knows her stuff. <laughs>
0: um, so... With a lot of your treatments, how do you know where to start? Do you just do you do do you go through all of it, or what do you? How oh, do you wow. folk because you have so many things that you offer? Like I feel like I I could do every single thing that you offer.
1: And honestly, I started Gem and Tonic because I dreamed of a place that could heal me that had all those things. Aww. I'm I just wanted like. I wanted oxygen therapy, I wanted massage and acupuncture and chiropractic and, you know, so many different practitioners that could look over you and all discuss like, hey, was this person getting better with you? All right, what could we do differently? Or, oh, I got another piece of the story. Um, Here's this. So here's how you can help her. And so... That is what we are doing now. We are treating families, communities, partners. We are healing relationships. I mean, it is really amazing. People are even sending their toxic family members to us, and we are helping (laughs) them get better. It's really amazing. Like Really? We're getting down to that.
0: So it's like a therapy session.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not everyone opens up, but we've gotten some really amazing insights, and I love what we do. It's really like family and community medicine. So –
0: I just think it's important, though, for people to know that places like this exist. Where I love that it's a community that you have Mm -hmm. of your doctors that all work together and try to come up with solutions for your patients. Mm -hmm.
2: How do you pick people to work with? Is that hard?
1: You know, I've gotten pretty lucky. Um, I think we have to resonate very similarly when it comes to how we think about medicine and how we think about healing. So I did have people in the practice that didn't eat all day and didn't eat healthy and junk food. And You know, in the beginning it was just like, I can't work with somebody who lives like this or doesn't take care of themselves and has all do as society. I say person. It's yeah. yeah. And we have to, you know, keep each other accountable. That's really important. So I think, um, you know, we have a really good team right now. I do want to expand and get some other modalities. I'm looking at hypnotherapy right now, but I do wanna have some other support for some of those other far out things. So we're still building. I think it really comes down to their energy. And yeah. that's I'm really just an energetic person. So with you're fun to watch on
0: Instagram. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's
1: nice. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm not even on there that much, honestly. Uh, and I want to be on there more, but at the same time, I'm just trying but to you're, in the present moment. To- but you're
0: putting out little bits of information, and so I'm screenshotting them. But that's good, though. That's yeah. a good sign. Has, because
2: Has that tool, Instagram, social media, has that helped your business Uh, Advance faster than normally it would have?
1: Absolutely. I mean, my business exists probably because of Instagram because I have been able to just be myself and be honest and vulnerable, and people have just flocked to come in and get healing because there's somebody that they finally see in front of them that is able to help them. And if you were to just go the regular way they did 20 years ago where you're looking through a phone book or... People are cold calling you or I don't know. It's like just word of mouth or maybe showing up to events. It's It takes a lot longer, but when you have a social network and you can build community and everybody's sharing your stuff and then you're meeting this friend of this friend of this friend and it's like they come in and it's a different type of presentation too because it's not just a stranger coming in. It's somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody that came in and they're on a better behavior I don't know if that sounds kind of weird, but they're not going to cause too many problems no, it's, it's because it, their friends are coming in. Right. They're not going to sit there right. and yeah, like yeah. make a scene or right. cause something or do something weird. Or So you get pretty good people actually that come in just from knowing.
2: Because I think the social media aspect of it also takes away the initial hesitation from any visit that you have on the first time to any place because you feel like mm-hmm. I've seen this person, I know this person, and then when they see you Absolutely. in real life – Outside of the Instagram, like, hey, hey, they want to hug you when they first meet you because <laughs> you're the person that they saw on Instagram. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a.
0: But it's true, though. Yeah. It takes away that, that uneasiness, the hesitation. First, yeah. When you're first going to a doctor's office because you don't know what to expect, but you're painting your offices, you're doing, <laughs> you're making it bright and beautiful and, and a happy place, mm-hmm. you know? And if you're not feeling well, I would rather, much rather go to a happy place. And you wouldn't know that if, you weren't able to post all those pictures on Instagram, right? which is awesome. So one of the other issues that, you know, we're trying to be the megaphone here to people who have health issues and who don't share them. Mm-hmm. So one of the things, and I shared it with you just before we went on is with my hair mm-hmm. and when it, you know, it fell out because of my flares, but I've posted some of the things that I do to try and to get my hair to grow. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any insight? And I and I've gotten so many responses from people and men, men and women, mm-hmm. people from young girls in their twenties who are suffering. Yep. I mean, so what 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 is this all about? I know that mine's with a flare,
1: but mm-hmm. I mean it, it's it's like everywhere. So in Chinese medicine, the hair on the head is ruled by the kidneys. AKA the adrenals. Okay. Okay. So adrenal fatigue is a big one overwork. We don't really talk about this in Western medicine, right? We don't think to overwork, but in Chinese medicine, overwork is a major pathomechanism. So lifting too much or working too hard for too long, that can definitely devastate the kidneys. Another one um, that is really affecting immune systems and hair health and all these things with the kidneys, the birth system. And I don't want to go too into this, but Children are being born, um, things are being rushed, and then they're cutting the umbilical cord within three minutes of the child being born. Traditionally, that should be held with the placenta, with the baby, for at least 45 minutes to get all the nutrients to build the immune system and build the kidneys. Okay. But they're cutting it within three minutes. You're supposed to put the placenta in a bowl next to the baby, and those nutrients should continue going into your body. But because of hospitals and birth system, and everyone's just in a rush to get things moving along.
2: Get the next baby out. Exactly.
1: We're losing a lot of what we would have as far as vitality. So couple that with overwork and stress, things like that, toxins. Um, Mold, I think, is a major issue when it comes to thyroid and hair loss. Um,
0: So what do you do to combat that? I mean, how does a young woman let's say, who's losing her hair, what, what what does she do?
1: Right, so I do have a few solutions. I have light therapy that's been shown to regrow the hair, so red light therapy. I make an herbal shampoo with five different herbs that have been shown for thousands of years to help with topically and internally helping the hair grow. I have hair supplements that you can take internally. I also have a, um, a recommendation for a vitamin supplement that is just focused on giving the nutrients for hair. And then PRP, after four sessions, you have significant hair growth back. So getting your blood drawn, having it centrifuged, extracting the plasma, the liquid gold in your blood, taking that into a syringe and putting it to the big spots where the hair has been falling out. Significant difference after four sessions. Huge. Huge. But I had alopecia diagnosis in 2020. I got married uh, in February of 2020, three weeks before lockdown. I planned that wedding all by myself. Did it in five months for 120 people. Then we had lockdown, and I had to keep working. I thought I was going to go on vacation (laughs) on my honeymoon. I had to keep working through the pandemic, through so much stress. The next month, my hair fell out. I had a big spot here and a big spot here, I can show you a picture. It was terrifying. I was crying when I found out.
0: So that's, but alopecia is yep, a form loss. of autoimmune, yes, right? Yes,
1: yes. And so I immediately called the hyperbaric oxygen company and said, I need a chamber. I already knew I wanted one. And I already talked to them a couple of times. I said, I don't know what I need to do. I just, I need the chamber because I need, I know that's what's going to help me. So I did the red light therapy, did, a, did some supplementation, topical herbs. Everything, uh, oxygen. Got my oxygen chamber July ninth, twenty twenty, and my hair was growing within a, like I think like two three weeks, but within a month it, it had already filled in. Wow! So I wore hair wraps. Yeah, all through pandemic oh, yeah. times, I was like, my hair was wrapped. I had oh <laughs> rebreather on. Yeah,
0: I mean, if you were if you were gonna lose it, that was the right time to lose it. But it's a blessing though that you it back and figured it out because so many women don't
2: they going yeah. through that help your patients
1: actually hair loss has been one of the main things i'm seeing now too so just like you were mentioning it's really nice to be able to go through that process and see what helps and dive into that because before i didn't care that much about hair loss i had gorgeous hair it was long mermaid hair naturally <laughs> wavy just gorgeous and then when it fell out i was like oh my gosh so this it- is what it feels like and i actually like really started caring about that, and I wanted to help people with this. And since then, I mean, my hair shampoo has been flying off the shelves. It's like everybody online has been saying they want a bottle, and this is, like, more of an issue than I thought. It
0: It, it is, and, you know, it's – you'll know, – you know, recognize cancer patients because they go through chemotherapy, and you see that, and you know that their hair is going to grow back. But what a traumatic thing to go through. But if you're not – if you don't have cancer and you're not going through chemo and you're losing your hair, it, it and you never even think about the vanity of it, it mm-hmm. is very, very traumatic mm-hmm. at any age. And I have so much empathy for the people who have contacted me and who, who haven't been able to find any cause mm-hmm. or any solution to it. And you keep searching and you keep getting extensive blood works and... And there's no solution. So it's a really, really, really tough thing for women and men.
1: Yeah. So diet is also going to be a big part of that too. There's many different patterns for hair loss. And it's not just all about the kidneys. But there can be a phlegm blockage. So eating greasy foods, over worrying, um, things like that can really affect the digestive system and keep adding phlegm into the body. We know one of the terms is atherosclerosis. So it's like that, but beginning in the body. And there's phlegm blockages to the hair follicles. So that's one thing we see. Blood stagnation. So that'll look like somebody who's got sharp, stabbing pain. Or maybe there's a paresthesia, like a numbness feeling over that part of the the hair loss. Paresthesia. So it's like you go to touch it, and it's almost like you can't feel that. That's like a blood stagnation one. And also, like, if it feels pinpricky. So there's many different presentations of hair loss. There's not just one cause, just one root. There's so many different roots and causes. So let's try to get to the bottom of it.
2: When we're living in a time where cosmetic appearance is so important to people, Mm -hmm. when you can figure out such a a I'm not going to say a miracle, but when you can figure out something that
0: trust me, it's a miracle
2: that can help so many people. As a professional, how does that make you feel?
1: Um, I do feel empowered by it, and I want to help more and more people. I actually want to make more Gematonics. I want Gematonics to be throughout the country, and I'm trying to figure out how to make it in a way where I don't want to have another franchise. Like, and I don't want to even name drop names, but
2: drop them. I don't drop <laughs> them names, girl. Drop them names. <laughs> I
1: just don't want to see like the same. Like, I don't want the healers to be. Overwhelmed and overworked, and feel like they're just running some mill. That's not the kind of legacy I want to leave behind. I want something where it's just like what we have now, but on a bigger scale, but like decentralized in a way, if that's possible, but also similar where you can have oxygen therapy and acupuncture and all these alternative therapies. But maybe each location's a little bit different in the way because it's where it's at, right? right. It doesn't have to be the cater to what same, the need is. Right. Yes. But and there's going to be different healers and all of that. But I I just don't like some of the things I've been seeing as far as the way franchises have been going. And I was reading this book, was it The Spider and the Starfish, and it talks about decentralized um, organizations and how there's not just main one main person who's controlling everything or uh, one main board controlling everything, but that everybody is contributing. Kind of like AA and how there's not just one person, it's like anybody can start an AA in their community and have that and help people. Right. And I'd kind of want something along the same lines for Jim and Tonic, Like a co-op everywhere. A Yes. Like a co-op. Exactly. And so I'm trying to figure all that out right now and maybe move it to nonprofit or something along those lines. But, um, yeah, I also, I kind of need to find like a, a clinic manager because I've been doing it all on my own since we started almost three years ago. So,
0: it's growing. I feel like so, the project
1: is close to.
0: So there's a shift. So you can see a shift also in people, and I think that's where social media and the internet have helped, and podcasting. And I've learned so much about health and wellness just from listening to people. Where I, you know, we don't ha- we didn't have access to this information um, what ten years ago. Mm-hmm. Just so readily, you just Google it, and it's right there, which is awesome. So. Um, one of the things so okay, during the pandemic, I made a decision to do all clean makeup. so I'm really trying to you know I've always eaten organic you know I've always tried you know to take care of myself as much as I can. I haven't been a really great in the stress regulation department because we both worked with somebody who was yeah, well, wait yeah. was was he there when you were there? Ooh, the Dave guy Mason? That, no not no, not that guy vacant house.
2: <laughs> Mike Shepard. He's
0: naming them all. No, the the guy that my partner, yeah, who, who sent my help, Jack, uh, Jack Murphy, spiraling,
1: Jack Murphy,
2: not the stadium. <laughs> I think he stole the name because the name was popular because of the stadium.
0: So, so we worked at the same radio station, and I did a morning oh. show. And so my partner, it was, wait, it what was, radio station? It was um, 105.7
2: one, Max FM. Max
0: FM. Oh it used gosh. to be the Walrus.
1: I I went on 1057 one time.
2: And did what? What time did it you? Was you a,
1: it was a dating show.
2: Oh. <laughs>
1: it was where they would take like three people and then one person. Okay. I
0: wonder I can't who remember did who that. It was on
1: it. It was like. Hmm. Like what day? What time of the day was it? And one girl. What time of uh, the day? I think I went in afternoon or evening or
2: probably christina
0: okay could have been probably christina martinez yeah i mean it was fun radio was fun we had a great time but then yeah we doesn't... had a great
2: time we the did people that were dicks <laughs> <laughs> they were talk to- they were toxic yeah i
1: was... remember that was an eye-opening one because they were almost forced laughing into the microphone and i was like whoa and yeah all overweight eating chips yeah and stuff i was like oh my gosh i can't believe i'm here well i mean so i
0: think back To that moment, we shared, John Browner and I, and it was the worst. I mean, there was a few months in there where I've never had like anxiety or I've never had any of that stuff. And I would go home and I was just a wreck just because of my four-hour work environment.
1: Also, you're probably surrounded by a ton of technology and possibly sensitive to EMF. So that's also something we could look at. Okay, that's, I mean, probably a lot of technology are in in one
0: room. So are you telling me you're willing to take me on? Sure.
1: Okay. Yeah. Are you willing to commit? Yes.
2: Why are you, <laughs> you, you whispered that we have microphones.
0: I felt like she just <laughs> slipped that in there. So I was going <laughs> to hang on to it and, you know, make sure that it, it is what I heard it was.
2: Wait, wow. so I got to go back a little bit. Okay. You were on a dating show on, the, on the radio.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was silly. Um, I was working as a lifeguard and my coworkers submitted my photo and then I was like, they picked me out of you, all the people. And you went with it
2: because what's the worst thing that could happen?
1: Oh, it was not fun. A it fat really guy eating
2: chips, out. that's what's the worst thing that could happen. A big guy, it's like, oh, what's your name again?
1: Yeah, it was actually really boring. I uh i didn't get into it but <laughs> <laughs> but you did and that's you're married way. now because you got a ring on the finger yes that's right <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: and i have a feeling it didn't come from that show
1: nope he probably doesn't even know about that
2: okay. oh he does now well fast forward to he'll fast forward to that part
1: no
0: i just love that you are introducing and have the ability to introduce new ways of healing it's just refreshing because these ways Are actually not new Mm -hmm. you're talking about herbs and things that have been around for a long time Mm -hmm. and you know back you know 20 years ago 30 years ago there was a segment of people who practiced this yeah you thought maybe they were a little off their rocker you did they were Mm -hmm. they were compartmentalized Mm -hmm. it's not that way anymore I mean because we have to be open to treating ourselves especially if you're chronically ill When you're chronically ill, you are on a search. Or if you have something wrong with you, you're on a search until you can figure it out. And, like, I'm on a search for a number of the people that I talk to almost on a daily basis because of this podcast and just because of the things that I post on Instagram. You know, people that are suffering with neuropathy and they can't walk and they see me walking. And I'm like, ah, I I wish that I could find a cure for everybody. Mm -hmm. And that's what these conversations are about. It's just opening up all of our eyes to you and to the things that you can provide that somebody else can't mm-hmm. it's a good thing yeah thank you it's a really good thing mm-hmm. so i think the next thing we need to do he so when we used to work together don't look over
2: here because i knew you about to say <laughs> something about my eating habits
0: well i what well well, my even this is how habits.
2: You've been working too long with a person. You know it's coming before they even get so there.
0: So I would always come, when I when we worked at the station together, I would have food that I would bring in, and I would try to introduce it to him. He would he was a trooper. He would try it. Oh
1: wow!
2: One you time, know. one time. <laughs> oh,
1: you get one shot.
2: Uh-oh. <laughs> one time.
0: <laughs> Better off. Uh, Pick wisely.
2: One time. So
0: now I would love for him. Oh, one of the things that we did also, you got a cryofacial once. that I did. That I you did. loved, I and did. I have I was really that on good. video. Was really good. But, oh, but I, I sure would that. love for you to get acupuncture.
2: Okay. Needle sticking. I don't. Okay. How
1: about needle-free acupressure?
2: I can do that. <laughs> I can wait. Well, you say needle-free.
1: And we'll do tons of crystals. <laughs> What is that? You're just going to lay on a crystal mat, and then I have crystals above your body.
2: Okay. I don't, that sounds harmless. Yeah, yeah, I can do Wait. that. Wait,
0: <laughs> can I be there, too? Yes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that sounds harmless. I
0: might throw off his the wavelength a little bit, but I'd like to be there.
1: <laughs> I actually treat quite a few kids right now, and the crystal mat is, like, the big selling point. And then the, you know, they actually have been saying yes to needles lately, which is quite a surprise, but... The ear seeds, uh, they're little, I don't actually have them in right now, but they're little stickers. They kind of look like those stickers you put on your ears when you were like, when little girls are five, you know, they're Mm -hmm. just little. Instead of getting their ears pierced. Yep, exactly. And so, except underneath that, there is a little gold ball or a little seed and you put that over the ear um, point. So, the ear in Chinese medicine is actually, if you look at it, it's mirroring the whole body. So, this is an upside down fetus. Can you see it? Oh. So this is the head. This is the neck. This is the spine. Oh, yeah.
0: How come we've this never noticed hip? that wait a, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait wait, a, why are what? you the first person to tell <laughs> us this? What are you this? talking about?
2: <laughs> what?
1: <laughs> Who's the I do. What did you What? I know, right? And then it, but, this is the chest cavity, and this is the abdominal cavity.
2: So
0: let me see your ears. I have a feeling, though, now all of our ears, ears are different shaped.
1: Yep, but there's about like 400 points on the ear or more. Okay. So we, as acupuncturists, learn the ear. And then we can put little seeds on there if you don't want needles. And so I treat kids or people at events. That's crazy. I can have people take their treatment home in their ears.
2: That's crazy. Okay. I can actually just do
1: treatments on the ears and have a pretty successful practice. So I I love treating the ear. The ear is very effective.
2: That is unbelievable. I think
0: we might have a date. Yeah, man. I want to get you on that table. I well, want to see.
2: Once she dropped the whole, the ears an upside down fetus. I was in. <laughs> I like new information. I like things I've never heard before. I never heard that before. <laughs> and it was real. And it was accurate. So I'm in. <laughs> and I'm it's in. Kind of like
1: you can't deny it, what it looks like, right? Right. It's what it is. It's right there. It's right there. Look. <laughs> and the nerves that innervate those different parts of the body also go to that part of the body. Coincidentally.
2: That's crazy. You need to put that ear thing on Instagram if you have not yeah, already. Yeah. You do. Okay.
1: All right, I do have a photo deep in there somewhere, but I'll repost.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you need to do that. Okay. So if if there is is there one thing like I saw you posting about Rishi, am I saying it right? Rishi, Rishi. Oh,
1: yes, I post I went so, to the fungus fair the other day. Okay,
0: so she went fungus to Fungus fair. Yes. Yes. So leave us with this. Mushrooms. So tell us about the power of the because it's everywhere. It's people are putting it in their coffee. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. everywhere. Fungus. Fungus. Yes.
1: Yes. Um, so, you know, I'm talking about toxic mold. We treat, medicinal mushrooms treat toxic mold. They are a healthy way to also work on getting that out of your body. So lion's mane helps with the nervous system, with the brain. Kind of looks like a brain, too, when you look at it. It does. Um, you know, reishi is really dark, and it looks like the blood. It's like a blood tonic. You yeah. know, So you can actually look at some of these mushrooms and kind of figure out, like, where it's helping in part of the body, but...
0: Are we supposed to cook them, or sauté them? Yeah, sa- or, oh, em? Yeah. or do you they, eat them raw?
1: So I went to the mushroom, the fungus fair, and I got growing kits for three different types of mushrooms, and then I also got uh, some dried mushrooms, like a powder, and then I also got fresh. And so I just kind of was, you know, checking them out and trying a bunch of different new things. So
0: okay, so we yeah. can do some shrooms too. Well, let's let's. <laughs> <laughs>
2: You gotta preference that by <laughs> medically induced.
0: Should, should I put the mush on there? Yeah,
2: yeah. You just uh, we need to start doing shrooms. I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute now. You no, know,
0: but everybody's talking about it, so that don't I, mean, mean I, I
2: don't mean I won't that. in on that bus. Okay, what's that? Fame? If everybody jump off a bridge, are you?
0: No, but I I haven't tried it yet, but I want to try it. So we'll do that. You let t- me know how it we'll goes. We'll do that together. You let me
2: know how it goes. Strom, <laughs> listen, listen. Man. You lost me with the shroom part. Come
1: par. on, you're in this world with me, John. The, the crystal bed. I'm so down. You're gonna try at least once, right? Everything at least once.
2: That's true. But That's- the shroom part, like I could, I could trip somewhere. Well, wait a somewhere.
1: minute. What did you just say? You said
0: he's gonna try everything at least once. Yeah, yeah I yeah. do. Okay. Yeah. So we got to get what you in into- acupuncture. Yeah.
2: <laughs> you know what? I could probably take it in the hand. No. Oh, that's
0: actually going to be more tender. That's horrible. What? I, I actually have an it idea for- It is so for... sensitive. In the hand. It sh- almost shot me off the
1: table. He like right there. Oh, oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Do you have tooth pain or something?
0: No. Yeah, I might right now. I had a cavity filled <laughs> in my hurts. <jars. laughs> but normally, no. Um, I'm like, why that point? <laughs>
1: <laughs> tooth pain?
0: <laughs> okay, so, no, you don't want the hand. Do like no this- do the stomach or the face or the ear or not your toes? If I'm you're definitely, not,
2: I'm definitely gonna start with my face. That's, that's not gonna start with my face. <laughs> you close your eyes.
1: Actually, one of my favorite ones to do first is the unicorn point, the third eye. That one's really fun because it kind of gives you this little like buzz for a minute there. It's it like, doesn't.
0: That doesn't hurt at all.
1: Nope. nope. I pinch it and then I put it in.
2: I just like people poking around my face. Okay, only okay. get one of those. All
1: right, we're gonna do ears.
2: If I messed up my finger on my toe, I could just put a sock or a glove on. No,
1: I think we can just stick to the ears. I think we'll be fine.
2: Yeah, I can roll with the ears. She's ear. not
0: using ears. a knife. She's using little teeny tiny needles.
1: Yeah, I use baby needles on people. Yeah,
0: yeah. All right. So okay, so I think we've got some good stuff. So we can yeah. we can report back on how we uh, we fared when we, I
2: like the, it. when we do the follow up episode to this. To this podcast. I
0: love
1: it. And you've got to try the sound table. Okay. So you don't know about the sound table yet, right? Maybe you saw it on the website. 60-string monochord. So it's a table you lay on. It's made in Germany. It's all wood. And there's 60 strings, C-strings underneath it. So you play the strings, and it vibrates through the table, and you have waves of energy of sound going through your body. So this is what I was talking about with um, stress, kind of like PTSD, nervous system stuff. At the nervous system, okay. On the sound table. Oh my god. Yeah. So you guys should at least try it out. I think but, we need to spend a day they, there. I think so.
2: That may be hard for me because massage guns always like maybe like ah.
0: Wait, you like the massage
2: no, gun? No, those, no.
1: Those those can be a little bit too much. I actually think people push too hard with them a lot of the time. I think just going soft is more than enough with massage guns.
2: Yeah, because I'd be like ah, stop, no. I'm not, really big. I'm not a massage gun person. Oh
1: my gosh. Yeah. It's too itchy.
2: Is yeah, it, it doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good. I'm more, if you're going to do it, use your hands. Just, I'm old school, I guess.
1: <laughs> oh,
0: this is very funny. Yeah. Okay, so we've, we've learned so much from you, and I love the fact that we've been able to connect. So, how can people find you?
1: So, my Instagram is the easiest way. So, I am at modern.medicine.woman. So, modern medicine woman, but with dots in between. And you can go to my website. I am still working on my personal website, which should be coming out in May. That is going to be my education center and more about me and my story and ways I can help people, um, patient care. So being able to learn everything through videos so people around the world can actually get some of these teachings. This is awesome. Yeah. So instead of having people having, you know, coming in my office and asking the exact same questions, it's like, I feel like a broken record all day. Like, why am I doing this? talking about the same thing every day I should be able to do this for thousands of people with a video yeah right and so everybody can get the information so I'm working on that right now that should be out in May but my current website is www.gemtonic.com so there's no ampersand or and in there it's It's just gem gem tonic
0: g-e-m yep love it yep thank you Dr. Heidi it's been a pleasure and we've learned a lot and we will be your patients
1: some of
2: the sum of it. <laughs> some of it. of it.